for all you ladies out there, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you that, you know, it, it's not, and I'm just speaking for, you know, anybody who is in business for themselves or anybody who is in entrepreneurial world, that it's not a sexy job. It's, there's a lot of late nights, early mornings. And there's a lot of absent mornings. There's a lot of dad can't be here. He can't join us, you know, for this Chuck E. Cheese or mm. he can't do this. However, just know that if you trust your man and you trust he's working hard for you, that even if he's not there with you, you will reap the benefits of his absence if he's doing what he says he's doing. Welcome to the Be Better Podcast with Lee Barrison. True stories from Bakersfield's business owners and entrepreneurs. Lee is a local real estate broker that sold over 1,700 houses in almost 18 years. He is a husband, father, owner, and lead coach of Infinity Real Estate Services. And now it's time for the Be Better Podcast. All right. So, hey guys, it's Lee Barrison with the Be Better Podcast, and this is episode number 10, and I'm really, really excited excited about this episode that we're going to um, host today. But before we get started, again, I just wanted to thank all the listeners out there uh, in supporting this podcast. I wanted to uh, thank everybody who has subscribed. I want to thank everybody who's you know left a review. All of that means a lot to me and to this movement. And you know, we don't do this for money, guys. We do it specifically to impact and influence other people out there that want to be better, be better in business, be better uh, entrepreneurs, be better husbands, be better wives, be better, um, you name it. We want you to be better, whether it's in, with your finances or your health or anything like that. And that is the purpose behind the Be Better podcast. And so with no further ado, this is episode number 10. And now we have broken double digits and it's extremely, extremely sexy to me to have my very own wife on the Be Better podcast today. So with no further ado, I would like to introduce you to the lovely and the talented Miss Lucy Barrison. Say hello, babe. Hello, everybody. So today, or actually I've been asked by a few friends. Okay. Um, I've been asked by a few friends to have you on the podcast because, um, you know, we've had a, a relationship for quite some time. This isn't our first rodeo with each other, right? We're not uh, newlyweds. We're not, you know, um, we're, we, we've, we've basically known each other since you were 13 and I was 14, correct? That is correct. So tell me more about that. Like, you know, you, you saw me, you wanted me the, the, the moment you, you laid eyes on me, I'm, I'm assuming, correct? So that would be your version of the story, okay. which... But if you wanted my version of the story, it goes a little like this. Okay. It would be, I saw you in PE class. Okay. And I thought you were very attractive. Okay. However, I was juggling three or four boyfriends at the time, so I was a little bit busy with my time. Um, and dating you really didn't cross my mind. So you couldn't fit me in your schedule is what you're basically saying. Basically, I was a little busy. Got it. But a friend of mine thought it would be a good idea. She saw us to, to be a good fit, which we are still friends to this day, by the way. Uh -huh. um, and so she kind of brought us together. 
Right. So her friend basically gave me my wife's phone number or my uh, Lucy's phone number at the time. And I called her up. Um, she was, she basically played hard to get. So I did, I was, I'm guilty. I'm the one that actually chased her around the school for a couple of weeks and, you know, bought her flowers every week and did everything that I could in order to win her over, which I, boom, I did. And she became, uh, my girlfriend at the age of 14. And so, um, you know, uh, again, I want to, I want to be a little bit transparent about our relationship, you know, as, as not only adolescents, but also as, moving into adults and parenthood and all that good stuff. So in high school, you know, uh, you were an extremely smart young lady. Extremely smart. Yeah. Yes. And I, I remember, you know, you would go to the clubs, you know, with, uh, with an ID that uh, your sisters let you borrow because basically, um, you know, you guys looked similar. And so therefore my wife would actually go to the club while I'm sitting at home. And then she would come to school the following day in sweats and basically just, uh, knock out uh, a test uh, with straight A's without even having to study. Right. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Right. So, and I'm the complete opposite. Right. So I could study for a month for a test and I, I, I bomb it the second I, I, uh, take it. So, you know, so anyways, I'll tell everybody out there, Lucy, what was it like with Lee as your boyfriend in high school? Well, I will say that there was never a dull moment with Lee as my boyfriend, as everybody who knew you at the time mm -hmm. would remember that you really weren't, a, you were the opposite of me, I guess I could say. You were not studious. You were not academically, you weren't very academically inclined. <laughs> You didn't like to be in class. Mm -hmm. You would walk me to all of my classes. However, you yourself... Wouldn't go to class. Wouldn't go to class. You would just wait for me to go to class. So we were opposite in that aspect. And you also had a lot of extracurricular activities, which were not... Didn't involve anything, you know, having to do with school. Right. It wasn't like you were in the sports program or academic decathlon, anything like that. You just kind of had your own little thing going, which, you know, I guess it worked because it kept your schedule, you know, filled <laughs> and busy with whatever it is that came your way. But I also kept myself pretty grounded, I think, you know, despite all the opportunities to wander off with you into that land of Never Never Land that you would often visit, but I kept myself busy with school and um, going to all my classes. I would, gosh, I really wasn't into sports, but you know, I was, I really enjoyed my time in high school. All right, so with that being said, um, I, I guess I wasn't the perfect uh, match for student? you. Student? No. Yeah. Um, you weren't the perfect student, but I think you are the perfect match for me. Okay, okay, yeah. Perfect. I wasn't a perfect student, but uh, you were a very good student, and, good and of student. course, I had my own thing going on, um, you know, uh, at an early age, and basically heading into maybe f age 15, 16, started, I started messing around with a lot of drugs, uh, a lot of graffiti art. Uh, hanging out all night, uh, doing, uh, what I shouldn't be doing as a kid, but Hey, you know, you learn. And so moving forward, okay. um, you know, in high school, let's, let's, let's go ahead and back up just for a second, because in high school we were always like off and on, right? We weren't like 
on 24-7. We were not on 24-7 because I could only get a certain dose of you and then it was like a little toxic. Once it became toxic because you were still kind of doing your thing, then we would need to take a break. Got it. And so we would take a break and then, you know, find our way back to each other's arms again and then it would be fun, And but then we would need to take breaks. So we... Paused. We had pauses in our relationship. It was kind of like a red light, green light kind of relationship. Red light, green light. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so you know, we were off and on due to my uh, activities mainly. Um, but so, fast forward. All right. We we uh, we made it through high school alive and still together. Um, I wound up getting incarcerated uh, and went away for some time. You kept focusing on yourself. Yes. And yes. and then when I came home, I mean. Uh, I think that's when God intervened in my life because I'll tell you what, guys, real quick, just to share a quick, quick story. So when I got locked up, I remember calling my my wife now, but Lucy at the time, and uh, there was a life-changing event or conversation that took place. So two weeks after being incarcerated, I called her and I said, hey, babe, what are you doing? And she said... Oh, I was probably studying for a nursing exam or something. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you what she said. Okay, what did I say? So, so this is what you said. You said, um, and I'm, I'm not doing anything, but last night I went out with my friends and we were talking about you. And I said, really? What were you guys talking about? And then, and then you said, uh, well, you're in there. And I'm not. And I'm not. You, I got a car. And you don't. I got a job. And you don't. I graduated. Where is your diploma? I'm in college. And you're not. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing on the phone with you. So don't ever call me again. And she hung up. Drop the mic. She dropped the mic, guys. Yeah. So basically, at that moment in time, I didn't have much going on in my life. I mean, you know, as far as good or support, you know, my my mom obviously was on heroin at the time. My dad was in Los Angeles. Basically, I had no more support other than uh, Lucy at the time, and she cut me off like a bad habit. So I had plenty of time uh, to start thinking about that, and I want to thank you for that conversation because that right there was a pivotal pivotal point in my life. Okay. So anyways, Lee comes home and Lucy's got it going on. She's got a car. She's got a job, right? I had nothing. Nothing. Um, and so, uh, how did, how did we come back together? How did things come back together in your eyes? Um, I think that you started working towards your GED you also were employed, so you had a job, you got a car, you got your GED, and you stopped doing drugs. Mm -hmm. You started going to church, and you kind of started following like more of a positive beat. You had a positive outlook, and I think that's when things changed. And we were much older, so now we're not 13, 14 playing, you know, games or kids games now we're do i'm in college and you know we have it's it's like level up i guess so to say it's like for real now it's for real okay good okay yeah so so you 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 saw a change in me so then therefore you gave me a second chance uh which i do appreciate by the way um and and then uh and then what happened so then you graduated from college um, I 
didn't go to college. Um, but you know what? Now that I see, you know, now looking back to our lives and being that you are such an awesome entrepreneur, your mind was not made to sit in that eight to five classroom or whatever it is. Like the things that I did, all the books and the research studies and all the stuff that I did, my mind, I was made for that. Mm-hmm. I was made to read a book, to look at, you know, research, to do all of like the scholastics. That's what I was made for. You yourself, you had more of an artistic brain. You had more of a hustle of a, I've got my own agenda. There's no college textbook or English uh, paper that I could write that's going to change that. Now I see where your brain was. I mean, granted, it was, you did have a lot of extra chemicals uh, <laughs> floating around in your brain that enhance uh, some of the thought, your thought processes. But now I know why you you didn't buckle down and why you didn't go to college or do the same route, you know, to you didn't take the same route that I did because we are to- we're to- we're very different in that aspect yeah. in the way that we think. Yeah, I mean, you're more structured. I'm the opposite of structured. Yes. I am a rebel. You obey the law. Um, you obey the law. I mean, I, I, I obey the law, yes. but you know, I speed, you don't. I run red lights occasionally, you don't. And you know, I guess I'm like, like she said, you know, I think that we are opposites, but we also attract. Very much attract, yes. Yeah. Uh, you have never lost your, um, as far as your look, you have always been, in my eyes, okay. very attractive. Wow. Back when I, you were 14, 15, 16, 17. So you never got ugly, so to speak. Your personality was ugly sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you yourself, and I think that's why I was always really attracted to you because I always thought you were very handsome, very good looking. You've always been very funny, hmm. very funny. Um, and you're a very likable person. Um, you had some growing up to do, so I kind of gave you your space to grow up because yeah. I was already, you know, I was far mature for you for when we first <laughs> met. And so I think you kind of grew into the shoes that you were supposed to wear. And I do believe that that's why God brought us back to the same path because we did. We found our way even after the college, you know, me going to school and uh, you venturing um, on your little detour. Even after that fact, I think that God did bring us together because he knew that we can do great things with one another in I love it I love it okay so yeah I mean you know uh, so you really uh, made me feel good and by the way I I think you know you're obviously your your physicalities are attractive to me as well but one of the things that I think still keeps me attracted to my wife to this day um, is her brain and she's extremely smart and she uh, is a very strong-willed person and um, that right there is very attractive to me because of the fact that, you know, I mean, uh, there are, and I'm I'm not talking down on anybody, but I've seen my share of females that are just like, you know, they, they just do whatever their husband says, they don't ever voice their opinion and so on and so forth. But yet, one of the things that attracts me to you is the fact that, look, it, this is the way it is, and the reason why it is is because it's just the best thing for us or whatever the story is, but yet... I'm very logical about things. There you go. She's logical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
All right. So with that being said, now we, uh, we, you, you know, we grew up, uh, I got a part, I got an apartment. You became a nurse. Um, I had a job working for a steel company and, uh, and then, uh, basically I, uh, you came home one day and you said, I'm quitting my job. I was working night shift, so yes. I think you called me like at 10 a.m. that day from, and you were somewhere like by Delano. Yeah, and yeah. you were in Delano off the 99. I was I had just gone to sleep, and you called me and you said, I need for you to pick me up mm-hmm. because I just quit my job, and I'll be walking towards the freeway. And I said, okay, I guess I'll be there to pick you up because you just quit your job, and you know, I was, Tired. I had worked a, a shift that night, but um, you kind of just sprung that on me, and I woke up, got out of bed, and went to pick you up off the 99. Brought you home, and we had the conversation of, okay, well, I can't have you around because you're cute, because my parents would never allow that. Yeah. Okay, somebody just marinating on the couch. That really wasn't an, uh, an, option. an option for you. So I said, what is it that you're going to do with your life? And you said, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. And, uh, and so I, I did. I got my real estate license. And ever since then, everything's been basically hunky-dory. Hunky-dory, right? yes, yes. I think the, the initial, you know, because I was, at the time, I was the only one that had a job that was actually paying anything at the time. Mm-hmm. So you said, all right, this is what I need. I need a suit. I need two suits. And I know exactly where to get them at the men's warehouse per Bill Redman, his <laughs> recommendation. And you needed a cell phone and you needed a laptop. Yeah. So I think, if I remember correctly, that must have, it was like a $1,000 investment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think at the time, you know, the $1,000 at the time probably felt like, I don't know. $10,000. $10,000 because right. we- We were broke. We didn't have anything. Yeah. But we did have health insurance and when you had a wife who did have a college degree and I was making pretty good money mm-hmm. for, you know, being a fresh graduate. And so we did that. We did that investment, and I think it was what three to six months mm-hmm. later. Six months till I got paid. And you have outgrossed me every single year <laughs> since you've gotten paid. So I think my thousand yeah. dollar investment paid paid off. Like in I don't know in a month. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, she did support me for uh, for quite some time after I after I quit my job. Um, I knew I was going to jump in both feet first. And so therefore that's what I did. I, I just quit my job and, and went to, uh, to get my license. Uh, and she was the one that paid for my suits. She was the one that paid for my, my books. She was the one that, uh, paid for the laptop. And then, you know, of course I, I paid her back, uh, that year. So now we are married, we have jobs, we are living in a garage conversion, we finally buy our own house about a year after, the, after we get, uh, get, into, uh, get into the swing of things. We have a beautiful little daughter, Jocelyn, who's 14 now, and, uh, and then, you know, we also, you know, at, at now, being 17 years married, we've got three kids total, We've got... Um, you have 20 houses, two got, dogs, three kids, <laughs> a business. Um, I mean, I think we've... I'm very pleased with everything that we have done with our lives because yeah. I think 
everything has been very positive. You have never stepped back to the world of darkness that you mm-hmm. I, we pulled you out of. And I think things have been positive. Sure, we've had life moments like, you know, the loss of your mom and things like that. But I think for the most part, everything has been a growing experience. Yeah. We have been growing old together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've... We've had a very, very healthy and happy marriage. Yeah, well, that's where we'd like, I'd like to switch gears, okay? So we've been together total, guys out there. I mean, this might blow your socks off, but I think that we've been, well, you were... I was 13 when I met you. You had just turned 14, so um, yes, we've been together for quite some time. 26 years. Yes. Yeah, 26 years, guys. I, 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 I couldn't... Couldn't get rid of her, so I just married her. So here she is. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, but to switch gears, you know, Lucy, like like I mentioned earlier, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on this podcast, not only being my wife, but a lot of people uh, want to know, you know, how we, because obviously in 26 years we've had our ups, we've had our downs, but how do we get through that? How do we stay connected? How do we, um, you know? weather the storm when, you know, things aren't going right. Okay, so one thing I will say is we keep God as a center of our marriage and we really trust in him to get us through a lot of things because without God really, you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be where we were. I would have probably committed, you know, murder with one of your shenanigans years ago. Um, but I think it's hard. It is hard being married to such a busy person who a lot of people need your time. Your phone rings constantly. You you work long hours. You're up early in the morning before most people are, like four in the morning. You start your day. You run. You eat well. You teach a lot of people. You pour into a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And so I have to share you with a lot of people throughout the day. You know what I mean? And you, I have to share you as far as the time that you spend with other people. However, I also find that when you kind of respect that, I I respect the fact that, you know, okay, if you tell me I'm going to be home at nine o'clock at night because I have these seminars or, you know, you have whatever it is you have going on in your schedule, as long as I, you know, remember that he does, he has to fulfill, you know, what he says he's going to do. He has those commitments outside of our home Mm -hmm. that he has to be at. And it means he may not spend a whole lot of time at home. So the time that you are home, I try to be, you know, positive and I try to, try to just have good moments with you because those moments, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time, spare time that we get to spend together. Right. In a regular work week, I guess. So, you know, like, um, so let's talk about that for a minute. So, you know, I obviously, like you mentioned, you know, I run a business, I sell real estate, busy pouring in other people, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to the wives out there for a minute. Talk to the wives that are maybe married to a real estate agent. And or married to an op- entrepreneur. Or just, yeah, somebody who just, yeah, I mean, okay. talk so to them. Okay, this is what I would say. And the reason why I bring this up, sorry to cut you off, baby, but the reason why I bring this up is because I've heard multiple stories throughout my career of guys struggling in real estate or not making enough money quite yet, 
and their wives don't support them enough. And you know, you supported me all the way through. So just talk to the talk to the ladies out there and let them know uh, how to get through. That. Okay, ladies. So I think that there has to be a lot of trust in that relationship because when your phone is blowing up with 500 million phone calls, if there is no trust in that relationship, then the jealousy is going to spring up. Mm. The infidel, is he cheating on me? Is he being unfaithful? You know, uh, the late nights, early the mornings. The late nights, early mornings, you yeah. know. So trust has to be there and there has to be mutual respect for the job you know, the, the job that it is that you chose to be, you know, the career path that you chose for yourself. So you, that being that you are self-employed, you have to make a, a, a paycheck for yourself. So you have to go out there and talk to people. You have to participate in events. You have to go to out of town to, you know, we go to Las Vegas all the time, but you also go to seminars in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, you've traveled to Omaha, Nebraska, you know, <laughs> you have traveled everywhere for business related travel. Yeah. Not once did I ever think, oh, this man is doing me dirty wherever he may be. Not once did I, have I ever thought because I have trust in you and I know that you know, you, you're out there working and you're not out there messing around. And so, you know, I think trust is very, very important. And they also have to have that just mutual respect for your time or the time that you have to devote into that business. Because it's a lot of hours. It's not just one hour here, one hour there, and then it's done. No, it's a lot of hours. And But I think, just like with anything, when you, when you reap... When you sow a lot of seeds, when you spend a lot of time doing that one thing, whether it's nursing or whether it's you know do, um, learning uh, mastery as far as of your scripts, your real estate scripts, prospecting, when you spend time doing that and you do it well, yeah. because when you go to work, I don't expect for you to do a half-assed job at your work, so then you can come home and say, oh yes, I worked today. See, that's that, that uh, hard-headedness so that's that I was referring to. It's coming out of her now. I, but. Ex- I expect you to go to work, and I expect you to kill it at work. I expect you to be the top producer at work because you spend so much time doing it. I don't expect you to be at work with mediocre results. Mm. Just like you wouldn't expect me to be at work and you know, not have been nominated nurse of the year and not have been, you know, have all those accolades for, I've been a nurse for 18 years. So when I go to work, I crush it, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as, and that's what I do because I feel that when I, wherever I am, no matter what I'm doing, you have to be the best. You have to really do it and bring it. So when you come home, all those hours away from your family, away from the dog, away from the wife, they're all worth it and they they all pay off. I love it. All right. So, so basically, um, you know, for all you ladies out there, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you that, you know, it's, it's not, and I'm just speaking for, you know, anybody who is in business for themselves or anybody who is in entrepreneurial world, that it's not a sexy job. It's, there's a lot of late nights, early mornings. And there's a lot of absent mornings. There's a lot of dad can't be here. He can't join us, you know, for this Chuck E. Cheese or Mm -hmm. he can't do this. However, just know that if you trust your man and you trust he's working hard for you, that even if he's not there with you, you will reap the benefits of his absence if he's doing what he says he's doing. 
Now, if he's dishonest and not doing what he says he's doing, then, you know, you have a whole other issue. Uh, but if he's out there, he's grinding and he's prospecting and he's working to the extent that he says he is, you will see it because the the income will come in. Yeah. The blessings will come. The clients will come and your bank account will swap. It'll grow. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, you know, another question I wanted to ask you, right, is like, you know, how do we stay in love? Because we've been together for such a long time. Um, you know, how do we keep the fire going? Because I, I, I feel like just as in love with you as I did when we were younger. But, you know, I have, there's been times, obviously, where I wasn't as in love with you because you pissed me off, you know what I mean? Or whatever the story is. But, but how do we keep that fire burning and, and uh, you know, for such a long time, babe? You know what, I think uh, consideration, just being considerate. Uh, so maybe, so when we were younger, you know, the, the things that we would do for each other varied, you know, like you would buy me flowers, I don't know, every other day. You would, the jewelry poured in, the flowers, this and that. And now, I mean, love to me, what it feels like these days, love to me is you telling me, hey, book us a Barcelona trip mm. and do that. Love to me is my husband turning the heating blanket on before I get in bed. Love to me is making his green shake filled with spinach and uh, flaxseed. And that's what love to me is. So maybe I just, you always love one another, but sometimes you love each other in different ways. Mm. It's not always, you know, with the flowers and the chocolate. Maybe love is just an act. It is an act and it's a verb. So you can love somebody by honoring them, respecting them, but doing little things for them that yes, they can do for themselves, but when you do it for them, they just, they recognize it, they appreciate it, and it makes their life better. All right, cool, that was a, that was a great response. Um, so uh, here's another question that came to mind, right? But um, you know, I wanna talk about like kids and parenting, okay? Um, for all you guys out there, like I mentioned earlier, we have three beautiful kids. There's Justin, Noah, Jocelyn. Um, and, you know, my daughter just turned 14. She's turning into a little lady. And, um, you know, as far as parenting goes, you know, um, my wife is a freaking awesome parent. Um, and you know she's just amazing at what she does because she can juggle like three different things she can be cooking dinner talking on the phone doing homework all at the same time with the kids but how do, how do you uh how, you know again you know parenting out there like how do you deal with the kids and and how do we deal with the issues that arise in their lives Okay, so I think, you know, uh, and I speak, you know, for myself when I say that I came from a very stable mom and dad um, family where family was, is, you know, very important to everybody. And so with my kids, I spend time, I devote time. I am the soccer mom club. I am the PTA. I'm the volunteer. I'm the reader. And I find, you know, ways to plug into their life, so to speak, because I think when a parent stays plugged in, then unless you're blind or unless you're very, you know, um, naive, you, when you're plugged in, you will see things that arise. You will see problems mm. maybe before they hit. 
and you will see where adjustments and corrections should be made. And not only that, but my kids, I think that they see how soccer, you know, how that's important, how being present for their sports is important, mm-hmm. how being present to serve is important, how, are, okay, let's see, what else do we do? We feed the homeless. Let's go feed them. Why? Because you didn't forget to eat today. So let's go bring food to those who maybe don't have food. Things like that. I think that when you serve and your children see you serve, and of course you have to make time for that. You have to purposely set time in your schedule to serve, to be present, to volunteer. Because when you do that, kids see that. Hmm. And now they see, oh, well, my mom's here. For one, it deters, I think it's a deterrent to bad behavior. Hmm. Because if I show up and my kid is cutting up, there's going to be a problem. (laughs) But you have to purposely make time and be present, serve, serve in the schools, serve in the church, serve in the sports, you know, clubs or whatever it is that's, that's your, that is your kids are doing. Because when you do that, that's one way that you're loving your kids. Mm -hmm. But also my hopes are that when they grow up, they will do the same for their kids. Mm. All the things that we do for them, all the things that we teach and where they go and you know what we spend our, our time serving, I hope that one day that will be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And, and if it is, I've done my job. I love it. And she is a wonderful mom. Um, and that's, that's a great... Uh, Great way of putting it, babe, because, you know, it's, I think, setting the example, exactly. showing them what, you know, what to do and what not to do by example, but not with your words, but showing them by like service you and so on tell, and so forth. Yes. You can tell somebody a thousand things and, but if they don't see you acting that out, those words would have meant nothing. They're meaningless, right? Yeah. So, okay. One, one more thing and then we'll wrap this up, honey, but um, I wanted to ask you, okay, so one other question that somebody had for me um, about our relationship was, you know, we, we do have our ups, we do have our downs, and when we're like in an argument or when we're, you know, not getting along, um, I know we don't, we used to yell at each other a lot. We used to yell, we used to fight, we used to do all kinds of crazy stuff, but now we don't really yell. But I, I think what they want to know is how do we get through it and how do we resolve those arguments or, 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 uh, or whatnot? Well, I think that our house has grown to be, you know, three, four, five times the size of what we originally started. So maybe the yell doesn't sound so much like a yell because we're a much bigger space. Okay. However, I feel that, um, you know, things that I think that I see you do to kind of calm down or, you know, take a break or a breather is you go, you run. Yeah. You're like Forrest Gump. You run. You know what I mean? So exercise, pulling back, maybe going for a walk, going for a run. I would never recommend that uh, the person move out of the home, Uh -uh. you know, for an argument because arguments are, I don't know about you, but I mean, I get very heated Mm -hmm. at the moment. Like I will, I'll be. Whoo, run. Run, yes. If you, if you see me get hot, you need, (laughs) you need protective custody for the time being. However, I don't, by God's grace, I don't stay upset. Yeah. Especially not with you for very long. Yeah. So after some time, I am able to come back and say, okay, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about what the situation was. I will tell you, just like an attorney, I will tell you why I believe you should think the way that I do. 
And then you yourself tell me, well, this is why I think you should think the way I do. Sometimes it ends in a hung jury. Like sometimes it's, we don't agree. We agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because we're two different people. But I don't think that there's any argument. I don't think that there's any problem that is so big that it that could really break us up to mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, I'm done with you. You're done with me. And we will go ahead and break up a happy home of five yeah. because this argument is so worth not being together. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I know that we, we agreed uh, mutually, you and I, a while back that there's only going to be one reason why we break up. And that's basically, or split up, or have a, or a divorce. Because divorce nowadays, guys, is such a default word nowadays. You know, it's it's so easy for people to use that word in a relationship when they get into a heated argument. All of a sudden, they just want to throw the D word out there. And there's over, you know over fifty percent of marriages nowadays wind up in divorce, and that is not an option for us. Okay, so her uh, Lucy and I, we decided a long time ago that that there's only three reasons why we should divorce. Number one is abandonment. So like like she says, if I if I get my stuff and I move out of the house, well, I abandon her. That's cause for divorce number one. Number two, abuse. If I'm beating her or if she's beating me like a circus monkey, well guess what? That, that's that's a good reason for me to get the hell out of, out of Dodge and that's a that's cause number two for divorce. And number three guys is um, is uh, cheating on each other, right? If she is, or ch- if she or I are cheating on each other with somebody else, well, guess what? That's cause for divorce. But other than that, other than that, we made a decision together that listen, anything else we can get through, those three things we can't. But if we've come this far with everything that we have been through, there's nothing. I really don't see anything that we can't conquer together. Yeah. Yes. So with that being said, baby, thank you so much for being on the you podcast. You're welcome. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's a little bit different, but you know, I really wanted, you know, this is called the Be Better Podcast, by the way. So I figured it would be better to bring my better half on, right? So that way, um, uh, you know, you guys can uh, meet her as well. Um, so with that being said, we're going to wrap this up. And thank you so much for listening to podcast number 10. Again, this is the Be Better podcast. Um, and if you guys are looking for uh, more content, please subscribe. Please, uh, you know, leave us a message so we know you're live out there. And with that being said, thank you so much for the support of this podcast because it means a lot to us uh, uh, as a movement. So with that being said, guys, make it a powerful day and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.